Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 109 of the Chamberlain and Chance podcast. My name is Chamberlain of InfiniteBacklog.com. Joining me this evening is a well-rested, bright-eyed, and bushy-tailed Alex of DailyCrackPot.Blogspot.com. Alex, you feel good. You gotta feel good. I, I feel rested. Feel rested. I don't now, know how do much you feel long. physically rested, but still emotionally exhausted? I'm thankful for the time off I've had, but now sad that I have no idea how to make this perfect storm happen regularly. Oh. <laughs> Chance of the games of chance.blogspot.com is also here. Chance, have you survived the mercy apocalypse? Yeah, I by suppose. not playing her. Hey, that's the best way to do it. You just avoid the storm altogether. <laughs> I think I did get to play the game after the nerf with her, but it was just like I rezzed a guy... And then healed some guys, and that was my play of the game. And it was like, that sorry, sounds, everyone else. That sounds so mundane compared to what she used to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When Mercy got to play the game before, he was like, here's a moment that could have turned the tide of the game, but Mercy stepped in. And now it's just like, none of you did fucking anything. She rezzed a guy. <laughs> Congratulations on being the least worst. That's right. All right. So... I saw on Alex's blog that Civilization VI Rise and Fall was purchased, I believe, on February 8th, last week, Thursday. Yeah, it's been about a week. And there's been no mention of it since. I've been busy. I'm hoping it because, oh, come on, you had two days off. No, I know, and I mean, like, wall to wall, that was Civilization Rise and Fall. Oh, Oh, okay, okay. Okay, you've been so busy that you haven't had time to write about it, so please... Regale us. Tell us about it. It's good. It's kind of hard to describe just how different it feels. Like not in a bad way. Like I, it, it did a lot of like tiny things, but like a mountain of tiny things. Like it, it changed almost half of like the uh, policy cards. Okay. They threw in there. Like it used to be like cards were like, uh, oh, what was it like? Uh, triangle trade would like double the money out of your uh, financial district. Now it, like, ties that to, like, how much population you have. Like, for every two citizens, you get, like, plus three gold, which is nuts if you play the way I played. And you just have, like, 30 people in that city. And, like, just, it's nice to see a lot of new faces. They put in, like, nine new leaders. And it's nice to have, like, uh, oh, Scotland's fantastic. Like, he's just, like, imagine, like, the Pixar version of the guy that ran the Night's Watch. Oh, jeez. He is, and he's speaking in, like, uh, old uh, Irish? No. Scottish? Scottish. Scottish. They just call it Scottish. He speaks the Scottish. And, like, you can understand, like, a third of what he's saying. Perfect (laughs) English. And the other third is like, oh, that's a a fucked up way to say that. God, this is fascinating. I love you. (laughs) And his theme is just, like, bagpipes and snare drums and it fucking rocks. For Stalin? No, No, this is for Robert the Godland. Sorry, no. This is Robert the Bruce. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He's, Robert the Bruce. <laughs> he's got a he's got a lion mane beard, and he in like, oh, like old like affectionate grandfather eyes, and he is my best friend. Because hmm. the way he likes to he he likes it when his neighbors are peaceful, and he doesn't like it when you start wars. And I that's exactly how I play. So we were we hit it off, trading stuff back and forth. Like, and the way it works now is like alliances would just fade away after thirty turns, but if you can like keep alliances going like through different like. The industrial era, the information era, like you keep getting like more like uh, trade bonuses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, the way it's set up now is like instead of like just the eras being like title cards, like Act One, Act Two, like now if you don't accrue enough like uh, golden points, you will either enter a dark age or a golden age, or just stay in the middle. 
Huh. Like if you hit a golden age, everyone's a little more productive, everyone's a little more happier, and like you you spread more influence. Like you can flip cities that are really close to you, and it's made it so that like no one really starts wars anymore. One of the biggest problems with like an early game is like you spawn right next to Genghis Khan and he just rolls your ass and the thing's all over in thirty turns. Like now you. If, unless you wipe out an entire civilization, like if you put like a a, a city right next to like someone's capital, you're not going to keep it. In thirty turns, that's just going to be theirs. Hmm. And so like ever like the AI just stays away and lets you kind of play your own way, which to me was perfect. Like that's I like to be a little cultural. I like to trade and just become like a monster in like the information era with like just stealth bombers. I love it. Yeah, but wasn't the point of some of these games that like the AI could could do something that would really make you make you kind of dynamically adapt to the shit that the game throws at you. And it sounds like it's just not doing that. No, it is. Because, like, I realized I was doing well when every single every single eight of the other players declared war on me for no reason. Because they had all figured out that I was way ahead of, like, uh, I launched, uh, I basically started the space race. And none of them had were anywhere close to any other victory condition. And so they all just tried to take me out. And it may not be the most historically accurate thing, but it makes the game way more fun. Yeah, that, I seems, that seems kind of insane to me. Like, th- these guys have technology that far outstrips our own. Let's fight them. No, if they all band together, they all get, like, there's new things called emergencies. Like, if someone gets ahead, you declare emergency against me. Which meant that if they managed to take one of my cities within 60 turns, they would all get, like, a, a, a science bonus. But if they failed, I would get like 6,000 gold, which is a sh- like 2,400 gold for every person that failed to overthrow me, which is an insane amount of gold. Like, that's like a world domination force amount of gold. <laughs> and I won. And it was awesome. So did you go on to dominate the world? No, I went on to uh, launch a Mars exploration mission and win science because that, that was me. Hmm. I wanted to like, just like have, have them sit there and watch me just launch rockets and lose. <laughs> See what I'm doing? This is what I got going on. Well, it almost worked because they all cut me off completely, and I did not have enough uh, luxuries to keep everyone happy. And when that happens, your own cities start flipping. Mm. And they they cut – I was making 500 a turn, and they basically turned out the faucet. I was making like 60 a turn. Like they almost beat me, and it was awesome. Mm. Like I haven't had that much fun with the game in a long time. So, so how many playthroughs have you done with it? Just just, just the, the one. one? That okay. that took 25 hours. Oh, are you yeah. serious? Riveting. 25 hours. Just think of that. Wow. Like I, I, I paid $27 for that. No, that's just mm. And you played it once and now you can do it again and again. For, and for it might year, be years from now. And a year yeah. from now there'll be something that'll make it even deeper. One thinks. Cuz there's always two. Yeah, probably. Going on precedence. Hmm. No, I, I I love the shit out of it. Like, I play Poundmaker, and his whole theme is just um, this traditional chance. And that slowly turns into a chorus. And only, like, in the last, like, introductory, do they actually introduce, like, an orchestra to it. And then you just, ah, it's good stuff. It's one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard. See, I, I find it fascinating because I have never played a single turn of any Civilization game. Same. Chan- chance of you? No? Same. It's- and and I, I, I I love Alex's enthusiasm for it, but when he starts talking about it, yeah, 90% it's dense. of the time, I, no, I have no idea what you're saying. Yeah, it's dense shit. I have no idea what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. Then I apologize now, for that. No, no, no. no, 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 no it's no, good no. because I, I like hearing about stuff I don't play. Now, if let, let's say, for example, I were to pick this up. Mm-hmm. 
and 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 start playing it, being a complete neophyte to this. I've never boy. played a civilization game, and knowing what you know of me, would I, I even would, make it through a game? I don't know, man. Like 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 on <laughs> settler mode, probably. on settler mode, it like the easiest mode, like the AI just kind of ignores you, which is great because there's so much to learn at just like making a city that works. Let alone making a city while you've got barbarians and you know Alexander the Great breathing down your neck. Like it's it's really dense, and you can just it's so easy just to bounce off it. But once you figure it out, and like I've figured out like the near perfect way to play with like eight really dense cities, and just like become like this like sheer cliff of like science and culture that no one else can assail. Hmm. It's awesome. So there is a training wheels mode in there if you want it. Uh, yeah, like I just played for years in, in like Settler and like Chieftain just because I just could not handle like the AI actually trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> it took me years to get to that point, but it's just, it's, mm. I mm. liked Civilization Five and I love Six. I will never go back. All right. But uh, I don't think you will ever play it because it's not on any console. No, I'm not saying I, I would. I'm just curious. There's to... one. No, there is Civ Six. They and they just put it on iPad. It looks like oh. garbage, but it's there. Eh, pass. I'm not gonna. It's so it's, pretty. Yeah, I know, oh but it's God. it's so far outside. It'd be like if I bought Madden and tried to play that. I mean, it, it's it's near the same. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a sheer cliff. Yeah, I mean, Madden has been, you know, its complexity has been increasing for years and years and years. This sounds kind of. I mean, I, I can't believe I'm comparing Madden and Civilization, but it's the same. No, kind it's of idea it's. Where... They both got way too much lingo, and I I smile and nod through a lot of football talk too. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway. So uh, Chamberlain's blog has led oh. me to believe that Assassin's Creed Origins is not hot shit. It's oh, actually no. like good. It's, it's like it a, is it's good. Like, it's like a good game that people maybe should be playing. Ah, uh, I, I will stand by that sentiment uh, that it is actually good. Because, and I'll explain why. Because I'm I'm following the story kind of, but you've got all of Egypt all around the Nile, and then two other areas. I just realized that there are two other sections of the map that I've never even, haven't even opened up yet. You've got the Valley of the Kings, and then I think Syria or something like that. I haven't even, I haven't even opened these up yet. So I've just got Egypt proper. Right along the Nile and to then to the to the west of the Nile, and it's divided up into chunks. And as you go into a chunk, the fog kind of lifts. You don't need to go to the towers to see the whole area. Oh, the whole God. area kind of opens up, and and you walk in. You 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 take a few steps into the new area, and it opens up. And you open the map, and I realized that when I was getting excited, that this open this area opened up. And I'm like, oh, look at all those question marks. Look at all those places to go. And looking forward to going to these places. And it's not a tedium. It's not checking things off a list. I am enjoying exploring Egypt, going from town to town, being a relatively decent guy, and just kind of living in this world that it's a good game. The combat still isn't great. I've, I've kind of solved the combat, more or less. It's like hold in your fierce attack, dodge to the left, hit him with that, it knocks him down, stab, 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 done, and move on to the next one. I unlocked an ability where if you kill someone with an overpower attack, it's like you build up a super meter and you can overpower attack. If you kill someone with that, you grab their weapon and chuck it at the next guy. Oh, neat. And then I also unlocked an ability where I start every encounter with an overpower attack. Oh. 
So it's like encounter begins. There's three guys. I hit two buttons. There's one guy, and now we start actually fighting. So okay, but com- this overpower attack is like the two shoulder buttons that you were talking about, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. So I was talking in the blog. This is one of my complaints. To this is the control that for some reason the combat light attack is on the right bumper and heart attack is on the right trigger. So for PS4, R1 and R2. And then you have to use a special attack by hitting both of them at the same time, which means kind of taking your fingers off and pulling two fingers back and hitting them on there. And it's it's awkward. It's very awkward to do. <laughs> um, but possible. And once I got those skills unlocked, it's every encounter begins with me killing two guys. And that's if they actually jump me. If I'm in stealth, I can kill one in stealth and grab one of his daggers and kill the next guy in stealth. And if nobody else saw me, I've just killed two guys and no one's seen me yet. So... The combat has become secondary to me, just kind of exploring this world and enjoying playing as Bayek and just having a good time in ancient Egypt. I don't know how they did this. It's They've excised 95% of the stuff that was stupid in the previous Assassin's Creed games, but you still, at some of the worst possible times, get pulled out into the real world for no reason, which is annoying. But It's weird you know, how we still think of it as the real world. When it's like this ridiculous, like sci-fi in your future. Yeah, it is. I mean, th- this one—it's it, even—it makes even less sense because at least with some of the last ones, I mean, Desmond was an, was an idiot, mm-hmm. um, but at least there was some continuity to it, and at least it had some meaning to it. And then they brought in John Delancey as his father, which was a great call. I kind of—I love hearing from John Delancey whenever he shows up in anything. So we got Q in there for no good reason. So at least there was some continuity to it, but now it's like, it's an absolute distraction. It's only happened three times, and I hated it every time. I could not wait to get her ass back in the Animus to get me back to Egypt, because that's where I want to be. Hmm. Yeah. So it's... I. It's, that's a it's, weird problem they keep not fixing. I don't know why they bother with it. <laughs> Maybe I, they okay. love it. Maybe oh, I'm like, sure. The thing is, I don't think every Assassin's Creed game is made by the same studio. How could ev- each of them love it? Maybe it's know. like part of the deal. Where like some, yeah, some higher up there insists that this is actually brilliant, and every oh. studio is just like, fine, okay. It's got to have a giant named, spider. There's a guy named Desmond. <laughs> See, I'm thinking back. Again, this is not as good as Black Flag. Black Damn. Flag is still the best Assassin's Creed game. Because of the variety. But I'm thinking back to Black Flag, and I don't remember any of the quote-unquote real-world stuff from Black Flag. Oh, the first-person Google stuff? Yeah. yeah I don't yeah, See, yeah. and now that you mention that, I kind of have hazy stuff in there, but I forgot that all That one wasn't it. so bad. No, it sucked. <laughs> it was not sailing a pirate ship while my, my crew sings a lusty sea saint shanty. So, yeah. therefore... It By sucked. comparison, it sucked. It sucked. Yeah. Darby so, Rams still gets stuck in my head. <laughs> I I am quite comfortable putting this one as a hot number two, right after God Black Flag. It. But it is a huge game. I am forty hours in, and I've got maybe two thirds of Egypt proper unlocked, plus two other areas I've not even gotten to yet. I mean, there is a ton of stuff. Last night. On a whim, I fought two war elephants. It took me 40 minutes, but I got them. <laughs> like with melee attacks or arrows? No, no, with bows. With okay. bows. So there's two of them. One of them charges you, and the other one, the people on the back, fire firebombs and arrows at you. So what you have to do is dodge the one charging you, block the arrows from the one firing arrows at you, harvest the arrows off of your shield, fire those arrows back at the other elephant. 
The catch is, the charging elephant will one-shot you, ah. as an elephant should. <laughs> and when you kill one of them, the other one goes crazy and Ooh. starts charging. So what I had to do after dying for like 20 minutes is play off the two of them damaging each one until mm-hmm. they're both almost dead. Kill one, dodge, 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 kill the other one. I always love it when that happens. You had to yeah. do that with the bullet twins in uh, Enter the Gungeon, too. Same thing. Yeah. So oh, yeah. It, it, it worked. It popped a rare achievement, so it's one of those ones that most people don't bother doing. I was pleased with it because it gave me a really cool bowl that I can't even use for a couple of levels. So I, I, am, I am fully immersed in this. I'm, I'm not going to say this is Red Dead Redemption world immersion because I wanted to live in Red Dead Redemption, but it is a place that I look forward to to going back to every day. And I, I hope I can finish it in seven days because something very important happens in seven days, which we'll talk about in headline, headlines later because it's, it's, oh, yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. constant distraction. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it right now. Like, okay, I want to do this quest. I want to do this quest. I need to finish off this area. So it's, it's a good Assassin's Creed game. The best we have gotten since Black Flag. Oh, it damn, almost makes up for how terrible Unity was. And well, Unity was terrible. Yeah, I'm actually on Amazon right now. Unity is down to $21 on Canadian Amazon. Not, still not worth it. Still not Syndicate. worth it. Oh, yeah, Syndicate. I wouldn't pay five bucks for that crap. I, I've Unity? seen enough of the videos of just, like, the game running fine. And i just like, this looks... this. You had Paris. And the, <laughs> at, at, Signicate is 24 See, Syndicate's not... For that price, it's getting London, London was great. Yeah, France looked boring. Yeah. See, and, and Syndicate actually had some cool DLC that I never got to, which was with the um, Jack the Ripper. Yeah, I heard good things about good. that. Yeah, and I never played it because it was long gone by the time that came out. So, yes, Chance, I'm telling you that Assassin's Creed Origins is a good game. Yeah, well, okay, I was in EB on yesterday? No, I was in EB over the weekend to pre- make sure I pre-ordered Bayonetta. And they had Shadow of the Colossus up on the wall. And mm-hmm. I said, is Shadow of the Colossus actually 50 bucks? They go, yeah. I go, hmm. Go, you want it? I go, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, there's a part of me that does. I'd love to see that again in like, you know, super high definition or whatever. And then I see, how much is Origins? Like, is Origins still full price? He goes, ah, oh, it has been on sale a lot, but yeah, right now it's full price. I go, okay. And then I sit down here to do our podcast. And you keep on insisting that Assassin's Creed Origins is is worth returning to this series that has done nothing but betray me repeatedly. It is an abusive relationship that I just keep on returning to. But baby, he's changed. And that's what this guy keeps telling me. <laughs> this guy that I tr- whose opinion I generally trust keeps insisting that Assassin's Creed has stopped drinking and, you know, won't make me tell my friends that I've just been walking in his doors. It'll never hurt you again, Chance. And I so I and so I go on Amazon and see how much it is on Amazon right now. And it's fifty bucks with prime shipping. You deserve it. Well, but here's the thing: how, even if it was, even if you had it in your hands physically right now, would I play it? No. Would you play it? No. Then save your money, my I've got friend. That's well, too late. I just ordered it. No. What are you doing now? If you're, uh, no, it's on. okay. I'm going to put it on top of Resident Evil Seven <laughs> and just wait. <laughs> wait until I'm like, you know what? I want to go to ancient Egypt. Wait until the internet apocalypse when you can no longer play over or Overwatch, and then I've you can got play it. Resident Evil Seven, and then for the for the next uh, April Fool's Day, Steam locks you out out of all the games except for the ones you haven't finished. Oh, except for the God. ones you call it pile of sh- 
except yeah, for the ones you hadn't started. Yeah. yeah, I just call it pile of shame day. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Man, they would there would be riots. Like people oh, would people would be so it. mad. I mean, they'd be they'd be turning off Team Fortress too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I hope you do play it because it. And here's the thing: it's not like it takes a while to get going. Even just the opening area in 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 Siwa and your opening little area when you're just exploring and getting your feet wet is still good. Yeah. Visually, it's good. It'll look great on your pro. We'll see if, if it gets a 4K. It, we'll see if it, it if it gets its hooks into me. Yeah. It's rare for a game to do that. The last like AAA single player game that did that was Horizon, which and, just got some award, didn't it? Well, in fact, that's in our headlines. Yeah, excellent. Yes, we'll it get did. to that later. Um, so Mercenary Kings came out yes. on handhelds last week. Yes, and I was complaining about the controls on the Switch version. Hmm. And I like, you know, the Switch's big screen. I like that the load times are super quick, but I bought it on Vita. And then a couple days later, the studio announced that, oh, by the way, if you already own, uh, if you already own Mercenary Kings for PS4, it's free. And I'm like, well, it wasn't fucking free when I paid 25 bucks for it the other day. So I already, like, yeah, I, I got no cross-buy for Mercenary Kings, buying it three times now. Yikes. But, uh, I said it in 2013, and I will say it again today. The place I want to play Mercenary Kings is my Vita. Between my PC, my PS4, my Switch, and my Vita, it's funnest on Vita. It is the best playing experience on Vita. Despite the fact that the screen is smaller, and despite the fact that it launched on Sony platform, or launched on Vita, with a bug where if you step on an elevator and the elevator is going up, you will fall through the floor of the elevator. (laughs) (laughs) Unless... You're constantly mashing the jump button, and even then you can fuck it up and fall through the elevator. And there are missions that absolutely require the use of elevators. So when I when I when this first started happening to me, I looked it up online, and people were already complaining about it to the developer. Well, yeah. And uh, on Reddit, that they said that the solution was to mash jump, and so I tried that, and I was able to beat my mission. But for a while, man, I felt so betrayed. Like, I have been waiting for this shit for so long, and it launches in a potentially broken state that it can't be completed. I was, oh, I felt so, like, I've been hyping this for years to myself, and it was like, you dumb motherfucker <laughs> congratulations you played yourself like that's how i felt <laughs> put a quarter in your ass you that's played right yourself. that's right and uh but no i i definitely prefer it on vita the controls feel better on vita than they do on the switch uh reload there's only one shoulder button or there's only yeah. two shoulder buttons on the vita like there's not like a big trigger and a little shitty button so it's <laughs> just the big it's just the shoulder button that's reload and that works just fine and um and yeah, it is a game to be played kind of in brief chunks or you're trucking along and you just want to suspend and walk away because the missions are all timed, which a lot of people took issue with when it launched. But I think, I don't know, it's a it's an artistic choice. I don't have a problem with it. It does make you rush and it does mean that some missions you're like, how the fuck am I going to get from here to there and kill that guy in this amount of time? Um, no, it, it's it's fun. It's It's simple. It's the f- most fun I've had with any tribute game. And I think I've played three of them. Hmm. There was this, there was Ninja Senki DX, and there was um, um, uh, Flint Hook. Yeah. But when I first played this on PS4, I think I'm further now than I was on my PS4 save. I think I've gotten further with it on Vita, and I've had it for less, way, way, way less time. It's just, I was right, I do enjoy playing it more here. It, it is a 7 out of 10 game that becomes an 8 by virtue of being on this platform. 
of just being easy, more convenient to play, simple. It's the simple gameplay works really well with just this little handheld. It's uh, it's really really nice. And you're gonna send a thank you Valentine tomorrow. Or you're gonna withhold that until until the patch they fix the okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Until they fucking patch oh, it. Because nice. I checked <laughs> I checked today to see if they patched it in case I wanted to add that to the headlines. But no, there's still no patch available. Yeah. But no, like it, it is really nice. Just like running around, jumping the the presentation and the animation and the music is all fantastic. Uh, it's based on I want to say Brian Lee O'Malley's art, who did Scott Pilgrim. Although I could be wrong about that, it might just be the guy who adapted Scott Pilgrim for the Scott Pilgrim game. Either way, the art is wonderful. The characters all look are all so expressive, and like when you kill a guy, like he like his head like explodes and his eyeball goes huge and pops out and everything, and it's like gross, but it's cartoony and and cute and and every NPC in the little village where we're well, not really village, but in the in the in the camp, they all kind of like roll back and forth on their heels or bounce a little. Like it, it's just, it's like it's like what Iconoclast would do if they had ten times the budget. To, yeah, and to a few more characters. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> And, uh, in fact, I saw a funny thing on uh, Twitter this week. Uh, a feminist frequency has been playing Iconoclast, uh, Anita Sarkeesian's group. Well, okay. And what they did was they had a gif of, uh, two female, or of the main character and, uh, the other, the kind of the female, the other female lead standing there talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And it said, this is how women greet each other, standing 10 feet apart, heaving our breasts at each other. Because <laughs> that really is that really is like the idol animation for the women in Iconoclast, and yeah. It, it, yeah. And so, but the presentation of Mercenary Kings is lovely. The gameplay is really simple. Uh, the amount of customization to your gun is insane. It's ridiculous, and uh, I've settled on just a really big. I think I've, I'm actually using a gun called the Clint 500. Uh, that is li- like Dirty Harry's gun, and I've even yeah. got like the you know 50 caliber uh, barrel on there. So I'm just running around with a gigantic revolver with six shots, and that's all I need. <laughs> and it's it's really fun. It's really fun. So speaking of iconoclasts, now that we are another week out, I want to talk about one thing you haven't seen. Okay. And it has to do with character animations. So, um, what is her name? Robin. Yeah. Thank you, Robin has in some moments has a scared animation where she kind of yes. cringes in and her, her hands come up and she kind of puts them under her mouth and she looks scared yeah and it's used a couple of times um all the way up until the last encounter okay when she decides to go out and take care of this on herself and the last boss shows up jumps in jump scare kind of a thing and she doesn't do the scared animation she changes and does almost a flex okay and it's just interesting because in that little change of animation, it showed Robin moving from kind of scared but doing things to, you know what? Fuck you. I can do this. I can do this. Hmm. Just with like three frames of animation. <laughs> well, I'm going kind of, to pepper the Iconoclast spoilers out for the next couple of weeks. Okay. Until you actually play the game. <laughs> I, I know. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> Um, so, uh, uh, Alex, did you play anything besides Civ? Uh, not so much. Didn't really, uh, have a lot of time. I've watched a bunch of things. Like what? Uh, I finished, uh, what was it, uh, Alter Carbon? Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I kept on playing that as I played Mercenary Kings over the weekend, and every time I looked at the screen, I was like, ugh. Yeah, it gets <laughs> it. It really blew the low the first like three episodes. Yeah, it gets worse. It just gets, it gets worse. Way worse. By the end, you're this is like Battlestar Galactica 2004. Not only is it Battlestar Galactica 2004, but it's Battlestar Galactica trying to somehow convince the HBO generation that we're super serious and cool. Look at how many nipples we're showing. Look how look how much we're arguing in boardrooms. Yes, and and not only is there a naked lady on screen, but she's splattered in someone else's blood. Aren't we edgy? Oh, like, wait, here's like spoilers. Fifty more of those exact. Yeah, yeah, and and like it just felt pretentious. It's starting, pretentious it's starting to feel really pretentious. Not really smart. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just putting on cartoons now. Yeah, I started I started rewatching Kill a Kill. That is such a good show. <laughs> that is so I good. managed to grab Coco. Coco, 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 the, oh, the Pixar. Pixar Day of the Dead oh. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that? Uh, it was good. Okay. I had to watch it twice to see how I really felt about it. Okay. Uh-huh. It is a script's kind of a mess. Story is all over the place. It hits a couple really good beats really well. Uh, you, you'll see like the big sad moment coming five miles away. Won't do any good. It's a Mack truck. It's gonna hit you and it's gonna hurt. Mm. Uh, there's there's a lullaby in there. It's gonna freaking wreck you. But uh, the the kid playing the main character is good. He can sing. Everyone in this movie can sing. Benjamin Bratt mm. can sing like a motherfucker. <sighs> like the the song he sings just anchors the whole movie. And I I had to look it up. I I did not think that was him. Hmm. The only thing I saw about Coco repeatedly in my social media was that it made people cry. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh. If you ever like had like a great grandma and just how like just sort of like strangely comforting they can be, like just almost silent. Hmm. And then like you, they'll sometimes they like they'll wake up and they'll just say something and it's like, God damn grandma, alright. <laughs> like that that kind of moment just like like the ending of Toy Story Three, just nuts. Hmm. Like you'll see it coming five miles away, of course, you know. <clears throat> The, this this is going to lead to a moment where they accept this kid for being a musician, but it doesn't mean they know exactly how to land it. So Pixar still got it. Yeah, but I feel like Pixar. When I think about the heyday of Pixar, it's it was not any movie that came out in the last ten years. Nope. Like it wasn't it wasn't up. Like up was when they began, or really in earnest, kind of began their trend of trying to make you cry with cartoons. Right. When and they figured like, out they could yeah. do it with, like, one of the Toy Stories or something. But, and then that's I, all they've tried to do ever since, and I'm kind of getting bored of it, frankly. Yeah, like, they used to try a lot harder to avoid exposition, but, like, 80% of this movie is just exposition about how the land of the dead works, and it's fucking tedious. Mm. Like, they're constantly re-explaining where they're going and what they're doing, like, scene to scene. Like, it's just embarrassing. And, like, there are, like, fun moments in there, like, some really good dialogue, but, like, for the most part, they're just terrified kids are going to forget what's going on, and it the movie suffers. See, the best stuff for kids assumes a lot of intelligence on the part of the kid. Yeah. And assumes that you're coming along for the ride and doesn't want to hold your hand, and that's when you get, like, an actual classic, like, Secret of Nim. Well, like, Toy Story, the first Toy Story is really good at that. Yeah. Like... But I don't think it was really challenging to kids. No, but, like, it, it felt, like, way more, like, I, I grew up with two sisters, and, like, I was just inundated with, like, just the traditional, like, Disney animated fear, and I thought it was all pretty hammy. And then there comes this, like, movie aimed at me that, like, just really gets sarcasm. 
And that was just like such a huge breath of fresh air to me. What mo- what movie were we talking about? Toy Story. Oh, Toy Story was all about sarcasm. Well, I mean, like I felt like it did like sarcasm like way better than anything aimed at my age group, which is like uh, six. Okay. okay. I'm sorry if that. Oh God. Yeah. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I think it was in kindergarten. Um, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so given the past and current state of Pixar, what is yep. the over/under on Incredibles two? Man, I hope it's good. Oh, oh, they made it. There's, there's a trailer out. Yeah, but the trailer is like nothing. Yeah, the trailer it's nothing. Is, is yeah, dad and and the baby. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he's making it w- with a gun to his head. Because why now? After, uh, what was that movie, uh, Tomorrowland just crashed and burned? Well, I, Why think, would I he... thought you said that was the deal, that he was allowed to make Tomorrowland on condition that he make Incredibles 2. No, I think the fact that Tomorrowland just crashed is like, look, if you want to work with us again, we're going to need Incredibles 2. That's the way I saw it. Because, like, huh. Tomorrowland, like, lost a lot of money. And it yeah, really did Nobody went to go see it. Nobody. It was pretty bad. <laughs> it was a pretty bad movie by all accounts. Maybe they should have just given it to a different director. Yeah. Someone way less Randian. Mm-hmm. Like, like the like the last twenty minutes of that movie is just Hugh Laurie just yelling at people for not being libertarians. It's it's much. <laughs> hey, wait, he ruined Hugh Laurie. Oh, come on. No, it didn't ruin. No, Hugh Laurie still sells it because Hugh Laurie is fucking you know. He's Hugh Laurie. Yeah. Okay. But it's just like, come on, dude. I will be so mad if Incredibles Two is bad. I know. Yeah, I would yeah. sooner have it not exist. Then just be that would open. shake a lot of faith. Like, I can close my eyes and pretend I don't see the Cars movies, but... Oh, yeah, that mm. reminds me. You know what's available to rent right now for, like, five bucks on the PlayStation Network? Chamberlain. Hmm. Blade Runner 2048. It's good. Yeah, actually, I was at Walmart, and I walked past the 4K Blu-ray of it. I'm like, oh, maybe... And then I put it down. You know, I think you should. I think you should check it out, because it, it has more love for the original movie than it has for itself. Sort of yeah. like it's trying to do something for itself, but they can't decide whether or not it wants to be about celebrating the old movie and reminding you of everything you love or about telling its own thing. And in the end, it's more about the old movie. Yeah, it just wants Harrison Ford to love them so much. Yeah. <laughs> and he really doesn't. Is. And it's awesome. You won't do it. All no. Right. All right. Uh, it's, on, is that, it's on sale for rental now? Oh, uh, it's on PlayStation Network to rent for five bucks, I think. Yeah. That's the HD? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm maybe, it's six, maybe it's okay. six for HD. Well, like, yeah. watch Dave Bautista just mumble his way through an amazing performance. It wasn't bad, yeah. yeah. He, he was, was just, like, lot. so restrained. I'm kind of convincing myself to watch it again, and I don't remember liking it all that much. No, I watched it a second time and loved it. I liked it more, hmm, honestly. Okay. Because I know what to skip. Yeah, maybe. There's a, uh, there's a lot of flyover shots that are just go on like 40 seconds too long. Maybe maybe <laughs> well, that's a lot the, like the first movie that's, then. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's exactly pulling from the first movie. That's one of the things I really disliked about it. You can love something too much. <clears throat> so uh, the lunar event for Overwatch happened. Ah. And this, this happened before, before I think before we recorded last week, but I hadn't touched it. I usually don't touch the seasonal events. Like, I, I have still, to this day, never played a round of Lucio Ball. Um, I played a little bit of Uprising, but that's like single player. That's, or that's, uh, player versus environment. That's not PvP. But I decided to try Capture the Flag. And, okay. Because apparently there's this new map custom made for Capture the Flag called Ayutthaya, set in Thailand. And, um, and they completely redesigned how Capture the Flag works. So basically any movement ability will drop the flag. 
So Ooh. if Winston grabs the flag, he can, if he uses it, you can use your rocket pack, but the moment you hit the button, you drop the flag. And so that, that seemed really good because it was going to stop a lot of the, like, just sneak in and grab it strategies. Uh, players or characters like Sombra couldn't just, like, go in there and then teleport back to their base with the flag. So a tracer like, could grab it and rewind. I mean, that'd be pretty cheap, too. Exactly. So you can't do that anymore. And as Tracer, if I blink, I immediately drop it. If I rewind, I immediately drop it. And another change that they made is that if you're picking up the enemy's flag, all you have to do is touch it, you've got it, go. If you then kill someone who's got your flag, the flag drops on the ground, it has a lock over it for five seconds. Then players on your team have to stand over it like a tiny capture point. And a bar fills up, and then you return the flag. But during that time, an enemy could just drop in, grab it, and go. Okay. So you really have to hold the flag once you once you kill someone, but you do have the like a Lucio can drop in, grab the flag, and just wall ride out of there because Lucio has a speed increase while he's wall riding, and then if he jumps while wall riding, he will go faster. And then if he hits a wall going that speed, he continues going that speed, and then he jumps and he goes, he's going faster. So a Lucio can grab the flag, and I cannot even catch a Lucio on Tracer once he's got my flag. Mm. Like, if he knows how to wall ride. And uh, so for the most part, the new Capture the Flag kind of buffs characters who don't rely on movement abilities. Like a Roadhog or an Orisa can use all of their abilities, or a Zarya can use all of their abilities without fear of dropping the flag. What about Reinhardt? Reinhardt has charge. What about the shield, though? Can you put the shield up while you keep the yes. flag? Yes, yes. Okay. And um, so, in a way, it was like a buff to everyone everyone who's not a movement-based character, f- specifically for Capture the Flag, while Lucio himself is still incredibly important. Because a Roadhog can go in there and grab it, and then Lucio can speed boost him out. And everyone's trying to kill the Roadhog, but you can't really kill a Roadhog all that e- easily. Plus, he's being fucking spoo- speed boosted, so he's going to be hard to catch. Uh, so it really tries to do the team dynamic more, I think. Like, it's more important to play as your, play as a team. You can't just go in and solo carry. But a Lucio can. A Lucio can just go grab the flag and run with it. And that really pissed me off that a Lucio was so required and that the character himself could carry games just by grabbing flags and returning them. Uh, thankfully, uh, Blizzard agrees. <laughs> they patched that shit out. So now if he starts wall riding, he will drop the flag. Thank God. Um, but yeah, I probably played 30 rounds of Capture the Flag last weekend. Wow. I had a lot of fun with it. I had a lot of good games. Uh, I had a lot of games where I was sending people on the enemy team messages saying that was a lot of fun. And they were like, yeah, man, good game. <laughs> and, um, um, and then my brother finally gets on on Saturday night. And of course, it's way too late as usual. And I'm like, okay, so you want to try Capture the Flag? He's like, is it fun? I'm like, I'm having fun with it. I go, okay. So we, we play and we lose. And I go, it's okay. We're, we're going to win. Don't worry. And then we play and we lose. And I go, we'll get one. We probably played no less than 10 rounds of Capture the Flag. We did not win a single fucking round. Oh, jeez. And I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I was holding my teams back and, and, and he was like listening to me or something. But our combined presence would, would always make us lose a Capture the Flag game. I have no idea why it was driving me crazy. <laughs> And then by the time we finally switched to quick play, it was too late, and everyone was like diamond and masters in our games. You ran out of the uh, the equal time where people are actually, you know, your level. Yes, and then I I got a couple decent plays of the game. I got one double pulse bomb on uh, on Ayutaya, and then I got one where like I got a double kill on a guy, and then I turned around and got a double kill on another pair. That was cool, but yeah, not great. Once not Adult great. Swim kicked in, no fun anymore. <laughs> Adult Swim? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, I get it. 
Um, that's pretty much all I got for for the games that I played. Anyone got anyone else? Anything else? No, I've been. I heels. just finished watching the ritual. The ritual. Oh, I watched, I actually watched that too. Wasn't that fun? Uh, I really yeah. like the monster. Yes, yes, the monster was good. The ritual is a Netflix exclusive horror-ish hmm. movie. Um, is it four too, guys is it go out in the new world. No, okay, that's no, English. Well, it's got a lot of fucks in there because it's it's British. It's okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, these four guys go camping or go for a hike after one of them is killed in a robbery and end up wandering in a very Blair Witch style, I would say, into an area where they're not supposed to be. They get killed off one by one, and there's a very cool-looking monster, and then it's done. I don't know. What did, what did you see in it? I was like, meh. I thought done. the acting could have been so much worse. And it was actually yeah, pretty right. decent for what they were supposed to do. Like the script Yeah, was yeah they, okay. were, they were viable as, what was it, four twats in the forest? Is yeah. what they called themselves? Yeah. <laughs> So that that was viable, but I w- I got a little worried at the end that they were going to veer into torture porn. No, they really don't. No, they don't. They really they leave don't. it completely up to imagination yes. as they should. Yes. Um, and the beast, he looked good until he got until he picked up the main guy at the end. Yeah, then right it gets the a eye. little cheap. But they yeah. they jaw they learn the best lessons from Jaws. Yeah, they don't even show him all the way. And for a while, like, is there actually a monster? Is there actually not a monster? And then when he when he leaves them and he's up on that the, the up in the, the forest ridge. and he sees him, yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh, what the fuck is it? A tree thing? No, yeah. no, it's not nope. a fucking tree thing. Oh, it's, so good. It's a Jotun, actually. Yeah. Um, I will say, having been in a pine forest alone, in lost Switzerland, in the dark. Not in Switzerland, just in general, in northern Wisconsin, that pine forests at night are terrifying. Not a whole lot of light gets in. Not a lot of light gets in, and it's just quiet because it just deadens the sound. It's 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 sound. It's too quiet. It's too dark, and you can't see. And that's without this giant kind of caribou monster with extra arms that for yeah. some reason kills you by impaling you on trees. <laughs> well, not only that, but it can see your mind and it rips yeah. out your worst memories and it shows you how you're going to die. Yep. Yeah. Damn, no one want to watch this. Yeah, it's not bad. It's an it's hour and a half. It's, it, it's, it's the, I, I, I'm not big horror anyway. Amy and I watch it. She's like, you want to watch this? I'm like, ah, if it gets too gory, we'll turn it off. We watched it and, you know, I, I'm not big into horror movies anyway, but it wasn't, it was okay. It was, oh. What did she think? She didn't really like it much either. No, oh, okay. But now, I mean, we, we were just kind of, we were like, we should we watch the Cloverfield thing? No, it's supposed to be terrible. Okay, let's watch this instead. So. Well, maybe, maybe I'll turn it on when I'm playing at uh, Mercenary. Oh, when I'm playing Bayonetta 2 this weekend. Yeah. Like, just the shots of just the Switzerland out, not yes. the Alps, but the, 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 the photography and atmosphere are spectacular. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kind of, CGI gets away from it towards the end, but yeah, yeah it's a good monster. It's, I mean, I think the most effective part. Is them waking up after that first night in the scary house? Yeah. Oh, I like the attic in the end, though. Oh, thought, yeah, that was pretty. Good I too. thought that paid off pretty well. Yeah. I, think, I yeah. think Netflix needs to start putting more eggs in fewer baskets. Yes. And I'm mostly. Well, that is what they're doing, kind of. No, no. There, there's a lot. There's a lot of Netflix originals, and in general, I think the quality is kind of going down. Yeah. And like, I, I think Altered Carbon is a prime example of this. Yeah, um, that was a mistake. 
Yeah, but but when they when they hit it, like I think Chappelle stand up specials are amazing. Michael Che's stand up set is amazing, and I honestly have not found another stand up set from Netflix that I really love. I keep on trying, and after five minutes, like these guys just lose me. There was one, yeah. no, there was one. I think he was from uh, from India, and he was amazing. I forget his name. I completely forget his name. It's the guy from Master of None. No. Okay. No. It's not, it's not uh, Mr. Problematic. Uh, yeah, how do we feel about Aziz? Yeah, I don't know enough about the story. I don't know the story. So it's all I, weird. What I know most about it is that Saturday Night Live skit where a bunch of people try to talk about it and they're like, oh, let's, yeah. let's not go there. So I'm going to say that giving someone that knows nothing about it, I'm not even going to fucking talk about it. Honestly, Dan, <laughs> Dan Harmon went through a worse one that no one's really talking about. Uh, yeah, but... Was he the one? No, maybe I'm thinking of the guy who ran Adventure Time. Oh uh, no, Pendleton Ward. Maybe it was either, but it, maybe it was Dan Harmon and not Pendleton Ward, and I just mixed them up in my head. But was he the one who reached out to the woman on Twitter and actually had a discussion with her? Yeah, that's Dan Harmon. Like oh, okay. the discussion was amazing, but yes. what he did was awful. Hmm. I don't, I don't know the details of what he did. I just saw the discussion where he tried to, he Oops. tried to reach out and actually talk to her. No, like he, um, when he, when Megan Gans, one of the best writers of the community, when she left, it was not the same. Uh, he basically was her boss and hit on her, asked her out while he was, you know, her boss. Mm-hmm. And he, like, just basically writes, yeah, that was fucked up. I'm sorry. What can we do to, um, if I can fix anything I'd like to? He just wrote a really mature letter and they had a really nice discussion about it. And, Damn. I would I would suggest that a boss hitting on their subordinate is not the worst example of sexual misconduct we have heard no. in the past three days. It's been a roller coaster <laughs> twelve hours. Like that's like it I'm is not, getting I'm not really saying stormy. It's cool. I'm not saying it's no. cool. I'm just saying there are definitely degrees of wrongness. Yeah, and that is the most vanilla flavored one I've heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, also in, in movie news, uh, Kung Fury is apparently going to get a feature-length sequel starring Michael Fassbender. Why not? Yes, please. It will be impossible for them to maintain the, the constant gags of the first one, but if they can, if they can actually do that for an hour and a half, fuck yes. Kung Fury. I really need to see Detective Pikachu now. Wham. Thank you. Fuck, I love that movie. Is Kung Fury? No, I'm th- I'm thinking of Kung Fu Hustle. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Kung Fu Hustle was actually it was like a special effects extravaganza, and it was, was that the yes. white? No, it wasn't the white guy, was it? No, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a Hong Kong movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like he all busts out of the bandages at the end. Yeah, yeah. I I loved the the it's fight. That frog lady. Yeah, I loved the fight. Yes. It was a frog guy, first of all. Oh, and yeah. I loved the fight where the two guy he was fighting two guys with shamisons. And they were, like, fighting with music. Do you remember that fight? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, the, this cat, like, reaches down, and you can hear the string, no, 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 mum. And the cat, like, gets cut in half, and you see the shadow get cut in half. Oh, God, it was incredible. Like, it was a really silly movie, but it had some amazing moments. But, no, Kung Fury was a kickstarted movie that was, like, 20, 25 minutes long, maybe. And uh, it was just... 80s nostalgia cranked up to 11 about a guy who's bitten by a cobra and struck by lightning. And when, he w- <laughs> and when he wakes up, he realizes that he is actually the immortal avatar of Kung Fu Power, the Kung Fury. And he's basically unstoppable. And he, uh, the opening of the movie is him beating the shit out of an arcade machine that comes to life and starts killing people. 
and then he uh, he goes to visit his 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 friend Hacker Man, and Hacker Man hacks time uh, so that Kung Fury can ride this skateboard back in time to kill Hitler. Good. Yeah, because Hitler shows up in modern day somehow, and then he calls the police. And when the police guy picks up and he goes, is this the police? The guy goes, yes. And Hitler goes, fuck you. And he starts shooting into the mouthpiece of his phone and the bullets all come with the earpiece of the guy's <laughs> phone in the cop station. Fuck, Kung Fury was amazing. Yeah, okay. I love that crap. Have you ever sounds heard of like um, a, It sounds like a Gynax uh, anime at that point. <laughs> Have you seen Danger 5? Uh, yes, I love Danger 5. God, I love Danger 5. Yes. You know, I hate to use the sit-down gun, but you got no time for mucking about. And the, and every time, every time the woman in the briefing starts talking, what does he say to her? I don't know. He's like Nazi. He just fires at the gun over her head and just leans in. He's got this ridiculous, like uh, puppet, like bald eagle face, and the ball just like flaps in her face, like shut your mouth. Yeah, it's like every yeah he's he's giving a briefing to the Danger Five, but every time a woman talks, he just shuts her down. And he, I'm not he, he I'm not fires a shotgun over their heads. But that's that's not the way to put it. The way to put it is: Do you remember that animatronic or, or kind of puppets and uh, thing called oh, Firebirds? Oh, uh, Thunderbirds. Yeah, yeah. Remember Thunderbirds? Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds are like go. Okay, now imagine that, yeah. but live action, and everyone is playing it serious, but it's obviously a comedy. And it is absolutely ridiculous. So, like, when action happens, you see, like, a miniature rolling over a bridge. And they're, like, bouncing around inside a truck. Like, oh, no, the bridge is going to blow up. And then you see this miniature bridge fall apart. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's this one episode where, like, a woman, like, meets a guy inside his mustache. And there's, like, a mini bar in his mustache. And one, the guy is inside his, like, mustache space. He, he doesn't have his mustache. I don't Because they're in that. his mustache. I just, I love that shit. No, Danger 5 was pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, does that mean it's time for headlines? Absolutely. Headline <clears throat> in Overwatch news. Okay, so with the uh, the Lunar New Year capture the flag patch, um, you can now when you pick your character, but before you spawn in the room, you can change your skin. Everyone was super happy about this when they announced it. This was actually the news that I was most most happy about with the Lunar New Year event because none of those skins I give a shit about. Not one. Hmm. Uh, the Lunar New Year event is now live with a very cool new skin for Widowmaker and a bunch of very, very busy skins for Zarya, Genji, Mercy, and most importantly, not Tracer. Uh, <laughs> Tracer doesn't need any outfits. Tracer is the Chun-Li of, of no, Overwatch. No, uh, never get Tracer another... is the Ryu of Overwatch, thank you. Okay. Yeah, Chun-Li has more costumes than Ryu, though. That's when does the last time she got a costume? Tracer? Last time yeah. she got a costume was the game's anniversary event. Ooh. Almost a year now. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it has. Closet's <laughs> feeling a little sparse. I'm feeling a bit ignored over here. I will not be ignored, Blizzard. You'll just use the graffiti one anyway. That's it. yeah, probably. Yeah. And when what I was putting on forums when we were all talking about the skins was Blizzard kind of figured that they nailed it with the graffiti skin, and they said, "Well, we will never top this. It's important that we don't try." <laughs> that sounds pretty Blizzard. Yeah. Uh, Doomfist will now fire more pellets that do less damage from his left hand, uh, like shotguns in his knuckles, with a more consistent spread pattern in order to make the damage of the ability more consistent overall. This is already live. Uh, Reaper's Death Blossom now targets enemies through barriers. What is this bullshit? Now, this sounds crazy. Mm -hmm. What this sounds like is if Reaper is on the other side of Reinhardt's shield, and he starts shooting, Reinhardt will be damaged through his shield. That's not what this means. What this means is Death Blossom doesn't work like an AoE and never has. It just looks like one. 
What Death Blossom actually does is it identifies if there are any enemies within range of the ability. Those enemies are then targeted with the damage per second that the ability does. So if there's a Reinhardt standing there and a Mercy and a Tracer standing behind his shield and Reaper is Death Blossoming in front of them, prior to this patch, the Death Blossom would target Reinhardt's shield and do 200 damage per second to the shield. What it does now is it targets Reinhardt and Tracer and Mercy through the shield, but it deals that damage, 200 damage per second, to Mer in the direction of Mercy, in the direction of Tracer, in the direction of Rhine, and it does all that damage to the shield. So if an entire team is hiding behind Reinhardt's shield, they are all, they are getting, you know, six times 200 damage per second into the shield. He's going to destroy the shield. That's what it means. Damn. Yeah. It makes more sense. Like he needed a buff. <laughs> no, he kind of does. He's still not, you know, you never see Reaper in high-end play. But uh, I haven't tested it, but apparently Maze Altfire, uh, the Icicle, now only costs 20 ammo instead of 25, allowing her to fire 10 Icicles per clip instead of 8. Uh, the Lunar New Year's Capture the Flag mode is back with an excellent map, Ayutthaya, uh, but now you can pick up the enemy flag instantly, and I already explained all this. Uh, this has rendered Lucio completely overpowered. Blizzard has actually already responded by patching... Lucio's ability to carry the flag while wall, wall riding. So now if he wall rides, he drops it, which is good. Uh, Blizzard accidentally pushed some planned Sombra changes to live servers, and these are changes that were not even on the PTR. Uh, specifically, <laughs> players noticed that she no longer gained ult charge from health packs that she hacked. So just like a Mercy gains ult charge from healing someone, a Sombra would, ha would gain ult charge from an ally picking up a health pack that she'd hacked, or her herself go going over a health pack that she hacked. So in um, in pro play, Sombers are used, uh, basically they just farm ult. Like, they hack a health pack that their team will use. Every time their team uses the health pack, the Sombra builds ult really, really quick. The Sombra goes out, takes damage, heals herself, builds ult really quick, and then drops into the enemy team, uses EMP, her team comes in and cleans it up. With this new change, she no longer gains ult charge uh, from those health packs, which completely, basically redefines her role at the pro level. Uh, a lot of people are saying that she won't get picked at all. Some really pro-Lucio or pro-Sombers are really kind of hyped for this because it changes her into more of a damage dealer. Um, the other changes that did not go live that Blizzard are talking about include decreasing her weapon spread by 10%. People have been asking for that for a long time. Hacking speed increase from 0.8 seconds to 0.65 seconds. So basically, if a Somber tries to hack me on Tracer now, I can't stop her. Uh, hacking will additionally disable any abilities that requires a button press. So things like uh, Genji's double jump and wall climb, Hanzo's wall climb, any Aura Lucio is using apparently will just stop. So like he will stop healing mm -hmm. his allies uh, and Mercy's Angelic Descent. So this is overall a fairly sizable buff to her. We'll have to see what it actually does in terms of her ult. Um, but but yeah, it sounds like it really is an attempt to change her role. Like, kind of like how they're trying to change Mercy's role. A little bit. They, are, they saw her doing one thing, and they're trying to force her to, or encourage players to play her in a different way. Yeah, well, uh, this seems, yeah, this, this really seems like a response to how she's used at the pro level and saying, no, that's not what we meant for her at all. Mm -hmm. um, so what they actually mean for her, who can say? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Overwatch will have another free weekend this weekend, February 16th to 19th on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Of course, when I have a long weekend, there will be a bunch of noobs. Um, someone on the Penny Arcade forum said, and I quote, just today, I had a Mystery Heroes game last night where I got Tracer and ended up feeling like Chance. 
Hey. Uh, because they did well, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> so that movie felt pretty good. And it that good feeling for the day. Yeah. Uh, so moving out of Overwatch news, Bayonetta one and two on Switch and Black Panther will both launch this Friday. Mm. Oh yeah. They have nothing to do with each other, but hey. <laughs> no, but I'm I'm gonna be seeing them both on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be picking up Bayonetta on my way to see Black Panther. So I kind of asked my son, who was 11 if he understood why Black Panther was important okay. culturally. Hmm. And he thought for a second, and he said, because the entire cast and the hero is black, and you don't see that. I'm like, there we go, I've raised you right, you understand why it's important for people who aren't like you to have good role models Yeah, but did, did he say that? Yeah. Or did he say that well, it's no, important he, for people <clears throat> to have good role models? No, he, he, he said, he, re, he realized it was important because... He had not seen any superhero movies that had a almost all African American cast and specifically hero. Yeah, he understood but, that that was different. Yeah, but see, I would want to know if he understands why it's important to have that. Uh, I think he did. Like the like the Obama moment where the kid says, "Is your hair like my hair?" You know. Uh, anyway. I think he did. I didn't press him for that. I was just impressed enough that he made that connection. Hmm. That it's you know not everybody looks like you, and it's good to have heroes that look different. Yeah, that's or the the same as you. That picture's the cover of his. Uh, not an autobiography, but it's a collection of like photography. Mm. Oh, after a Christmas, it's a classic. Actually, no, wait, no, it's on the back. Oh, okay. But it's just like, yeah, it's that's just a great moment. It's... I'm probably not going to go see it this weekend, but you know, <laughs> uh, you have to tell me what you think. Kotaku UK are reporting that a Spyro trilogy is on the way for PS4, done up with the same way as last year's Crash trilogy. So that's like improved animations, updated textures, all that jazz. The Insomniac ones, ooh, yes. Uh, so this will include Spyro the Dragon, Ripto's Rage, and Year of the Dragon. Mm. Uh, the article also notes that Crash's current PS4 exclusivity will expire after one year, and it will appear on other platforms, and the same deal is in place for Spyro. So it'll be exclusive Makes to PS- PS4 for, for a year. year. Yeah, yeah. Do uh, we know how that Crash one sold? Are they actually going to make a new Crash game? Or the article said so. it was successful. Okay. And if it wasn't, I doubt they'd be doing Spyro. Good point. True. Yeah. Uh, Take Two announced this week that Grand Theft Auto V has shipped over 90 million copies worldwide oh since its September 2013 release. 90 I... million. Sometimes you just get all the money of a triple A. Let me money. let me go to Amazon. Amazon. Let's let, let's find out. We're going to see what it's selling for new now. Yeah. Let's see what Grand Theft Auto. Grand. Yeah. This is hard to do. Almost five years from release. Yep. A new copy. September. Oh, okay. So it's fifty bucks on PC, eighteen on Xbox three sixty, forty bucks on Xbox One and PlayStation Four. Fifty four on Xbox One for Prime members. That's weird. So yeah, that's you know, still for a game to be selling at forty bucks. Oh yeah. After five for a game to be years. selling yeah, for a game to be selling at all yeah. after five like years. Like they're not even just less. like giving it away. It's like yeah. ten dollars off. Exactly. <laughs> oh, ridiculous. Okay. Um, mediocre horror title, Layers of Fear, will come to Switch later this month. Yeah, don't pay too much for that. It was okay. Agreed. Not great. Uh, don't Nod's Vampire will launch on June 5th. I saw it get a date, and I got momentarily excited. Then I remembered it's Don't Nod, and yeah. I need to be careful with this. Yeah, and I they keep on releasing uh, media for it, and I keep on not watching it. Because that first one I saw was just so... Yeah. I like the idea of a game where you play as a vampire. I really do. 
And then I think about that stealth game that as where you were a vampire that you played, and I'm like, eh. oh, was that dark or was that? Yes, called? yes, I'm pretty sure it was dark. God, that was terrible. So bad. So but see, bad. the problem is, I played way back in the day. Masquerade. I, I played, yes, Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, Vampire Masquerade was... and uh, Legacy of Cain. True. I think Legacy of Cain may be the last truly great vampire video game. Oh, what about Blood Rain? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am so sorry. <laughs> uh, Victor Vran Overkill Edition is coming to Switch. Hmm, Should I play fan? Victor Vran. Uh, I liked it a lot as a kind of stripped back Diablo style. The and, way that the levels are parsed out and each level has its own specific challenges. I can see it working again in the kind of handheld burst mode. Would you say it's better than Titan Quest? No. Then I will just wait for Titan Quest. Yes. Uh, Dragon's Crown Pro launches May 15th on PS4 in the West. It just launched on PS4 in uh, Japan. Do we know if that's getting, like, 4K? It is, like, yeah. Uh, did you play Titan Quest or, like, the trip to Hades? Never played Titan Quest. No, um, no, there was a trip to Hades? Yeah. I played the first expansion. Was there more to it than that? Well, did it end in Olympus? Yeah. Oh, man, there was a whole expansion pack in there. Damn. Where you just go to, you go to Hades and you kill Hades, and it's pretty good. Hmm. Huh. Like it's I'm like planning on playing like, it again. It's like an extra four hours in there. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm planning on playing it again because it's been so long since I've actually played the game and it's relatively inexpensive, so I'll do it again. I'm not sure I could ever kill Hades and not just think about the sequence in God of War 3. Yeah. yeah. There's no giant sword or crab legs. Yeah. Yeah, I need those <laughs> crab legs. Uh, uh, so you may remember a murder mystery in a small idyllic town where you turn into a cat at night called The Good Life. Uh, that did not hit its crowdfunding goal. This is made uh-huh. by the people who made, um, what was it called? Deadly Premonition, that cult game? Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, now, so it, it tried to do crowdfunding, I think it was on Fig or something, uh, last year or the year before, and it did not reach its goal. And its goal was like $3 million or something. It was ridiculous. <laughs> now, apparently, we'll get a new crowdfunding campaign starting March 21st, or 26th, pardon me, through Kickstarter. I couldn't even enjoy Deadly Premonition ironically. And I played some terrible games. Deadly Premonition just got a new article the other day. Oh my gosh. I forget what it was about though. Anyway. It's like a cult now. It is. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a cult hit. It was a cult hit at the time. I had never understood it. I yeah. really think it's just that bad. Yeah, it no, every time f- I watched it I was like, This just looks really bad. No, like there's some interesting story moments here and there, but oh good lord. Like, what's it uh Persona Five was a masterpiece put next to it yeah and i would not call that game anything more than the 7.5 but a 7.5 i played for an obnoxious amount of time (laughs) uh nintendo admitted this week that bandai namco are working on metro metroid prime 4 good tentatively good news i don't know it's been what over 12 years well okay did bandai namco do that other m1 uh team ninja I don't know if that's Bandai. Nope. That's not them. Okay. That's good no, news. No, you're good. No, it's not necessarily good news. This is, like, I know that some of the best Nintendo games aren't made by Nintendo. Like, the original Metroid Prime trilogy, I don't think was actually made by Nintendo, right? Uh, no, that was Retro Studios, wasn't it? Yeah, let's find out. Metroid I think it was. Uh, Metroid Prime Wikipedia. At least the first one and second one were not. Developer Retro Studios. Hey! Nintendo, American first-party video game developer. So it, Retro Studios is a division of Nintendo. They're a subsidiary of Nintendo. Yeah. Hmm. Founding a Metroid Prime. Metroid Prime Trilogy, Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, and then they went on to do Donkey Kong Country. I don't know why you wouldn't just give it back to them. 
So yeah, I mean, that's a little worrying to me. Like I, I, I look at that and I think about, I do think about other M and like you're handing it off to these people who are going to try to do something crazy with it, you know? Well, yeah, but, but first person Metroid was crazy at the time and that really worked. Yeah, but at least for the first year, I never played okay, the third one. You know what? That, that is actually a good point. I don't know. I just can't remember the last Bandai Namco game. I was like, hey. Like here, let me, uh, for me, the Tales games. Hey. <laughs> no, but like they, I mean, like really. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tekken Seven. Really? Because that's yeah. Bandai Namco. Yeah, I know, but you don't really talk about it all that much. That's because I'm not good enough to play it. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, it's not actually. Okay, I lack here we go. The games. skills. List of Bandai Namco video games. Sword. Soul Calibur Six. Reverse by year 2018. Sword Art Online. Dark Souls Remap. Okay, Dark Souls. There we go. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do remember those those games. Little Nightmares, God Eater 3. Okay, but let's find something that's not from software. Because unless from hey. software is making this Metroid game. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they would be rioting they? in the streets. Uh, what are they doing? You got your souls like in my Metroid. Get even. Naruto Shippuden. Little Witch Academia Chamber of Time. Nino Kuni 2. Hey. Well, we can't say that it should be good. I actually liked the first one, but that wasn't them. Was it? I don't know. No, no the first um, Ah, we're, we're getting derailed. Back to headlines. Guerrilla Games won the Outstanding Achievement in Video Game Writing this week at the American Writers Guild Awards. I completely agree. I don't, I don't remember what the game was that got best writing at the Video Game Awards, but I was pissed that it wasn't Guerrilla. It, it wasn't frickin', uh... Um, Hellblade, was it? I probably, the way those I mean, awards what, went. God uh, what was it, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider got one. Oh, yeah, Maybe yeah. That yeah, was yeah, it, that was, that was it. Who the fuck knows why? Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, Amazon Mexico is now listing South Park the Fractured But Whole for Switch. That's like the yeah. third retailer in the past few months. So that's yeah, probably happening. run fine, yeah. yeah. And uh, so Blanca's reveal trailer for Street Fighter V <laughs> went up this week. I just put it up on the blog today just because I wanted to post something. Yeah, okay. All right. But well, uh, I watched that and I was like, eh, like it looks, I, yeah. I, I, I will admit, no, no, just from the trailer, because I know more now that I'm going to talk about, because uh, there was a gameplay demo, Winter Stays On, and uh, Capcom, Capcom, Capcom Unity, or Cap Community, did a stream. They're based out of Europe, so it was a, because it's kind of nice. It was night for them. It was like two o'clock for me, so I got to watch an hour and a half of Blanca play. Hmm. Um, but based just on the trailer, I fully admit that visually he's not that great, and animation-wise is okay. I mean, he's he's a character that really I think suffered moving from the traditional two D stuff to three D. Because even in Street Fighter Four, he looked a little wonky. Yes, I, I really, I, really I admit that. He still looks a little wonky. The standard costume is way too hairy. You've got that interesting kind of Domokun-looking costume where he's a plushie fighting around, which is like already starting memes. I already don't like it. And his classic costume actually looks decent, where he looks kind of like Street Fighter Two, a little thinner, a little less hair. Um, based on just the trailer, I was pleased because all the moves that were there, I was hoping were there, hoping would be there, came back. So he's got the slide... The balls are still there. The double knee is there. I did notice in just the trailer he has a command throw, which is brand new. So that's all good. So I was pleased with just that. And then I watched the breakdown today. Again, this is Winter Stays On out of England. One guy who admittedly didn't like the character previously, who was annoyed by him, and another one who did. 
And they just went through his moves. And the broadcaster, I forget his name. He actually has a lot of commentating. I, 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 I bet. I forgot his name. As the demo went on, he got more and more annoyed and more and more disgusted because, honestly, for the first time in a long time, Blanca looks not terrible. He looks like a decent character. So, like... He has actual combos. <laughs> okay, but, but your, your whole love for Blanca is that he's a cheese character and it's that he's shenanigans there. all day, every it's day. It's still... There. So he's a cheese fighter who can actually hold his own against. He's a, a cheese a fighter that actually has damage. So they 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 have things they add and they have things they took away. He's got two V skills now. Everybody has two V skills. Some there's two sorry two V triggers. Um, everybody's got two now. They give him two V triggers. His first V trigger basically turns him into the Ultra Street Fighter Four Blanca, where all of his balls go through fireballs. He's got his old super move from from Super Street Fighter uh, from Super Street Fighter Two, um, but most importantly, all of his balls act like they're an EX ball with no meter, which means you can go through fireballs for free. You can use your up ball, which is both hit and throw invincible, for free. So he's got an invincible wake-up and a way through fireballs all for nothing, for no EX. Yeah, but for With, a V-Trigger. For V-Trigger 1, which lasts for long enough to make a difference. Okay. V-Trigger 2 turns him into a Marvel character where he can, by hitting a direction and heavy punch and kick, he can do another ball in the air up to three times. So you can just juggle people in the air with the ball. Hmm. It's ridiculous and awesome. The electricity is there still as a piano input, but it's plus on block. Um, it seems like a lot of his moves, if he hits them, are plus on block, meaning they're actually pretty safe. The jab ball on block is pretty difficult to punish if you don't have meter. Hmm. So this means that I'm going to be able to annoy the shit out of you by just hitting you with blocked balls, and if you don't know what you're doing, you can't punish, me, punish it. And when I actually do get the hit, he actually does real damage. So I am stoked about this. This sounds like I, a mistake. I, this is going to get nerfed. Um, it might be. It, 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 because Sakura came out and Sakura is really not that great. Um, but freaking the huge guy, um, Abigail, came out as the last character of the last season. Mm. And he came out, he was really, really good. And they haven't really done anything to him. They left him alone. Mm. So... Yeah, but he's not really good to the point that we see him in tournament play dominating. Um, uh, he showed up in Japan Evo Top Eight. He didn't win. Oh, wow, but he was there. So he's he's making play. I, I I just I just hope that they leave Blanca good enough, long enough, for him to win a major. Blanca was one of the characters in Street Fighter Four that was there from the beginning that never won a major. Hmm. So now there's there's hope. So yeah, but, I, but Blanca has always been your underdog buddy. If he goes yeah, he on has. and wins Evo, and someone wins Evo on Blanca, and now everyone's playing Blanca, how are you going to feel about that, really? Uh, I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like seeing that old friend who you never thought could make good, make good. Oh, he's doing he so made well. Him, he nice he turned see. himself around. He actually is making a difference. So that that happens in seven days. And I am really excited because 
I, I, I mean, I know he's going to feel a little bit different. His jump arc is different. His jump is a little slower. The game itself moves more slowly than Street Fighter Four did. So, so I kind of appreciate that. It's 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 good and bad because a lot of Blanca's shenanigans in Four had to do with him hopping back and forth over you, so you don't know which way to block. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really work that well in this one. Um, the one thing they took away from him is in, in four, the rainbow ball, which is where he can, not straight up and not forward, but kind of arced at you, could cross up and force you to block in the opposite direction. Timed correctly in four, nobody knew where it was going to hit. You couldn't tell. Nobody knew. The person doing it didn't know. The person getting hit by it, getting hit by it didn't know. It was kind of up in the air. They took that away in this one. Uh, rainbow ball does not cross up now. But it is safe on block. <laughs> No. So okay. if I land it in front of you, I've got enough advantage that it's a true frame trap. If you hit anything and I'm hitting something, I'm going to win. Hmm. So it's, they've actually honestly put thought into taking a character that was, to be honest, not great and giving him what he needs to at least be competitive. Hmm. I love that he's got a command throw now. He kind of leaps in the air, grabs you, and scratches you up, but it goes over projectiles. Hmm. So... I, I I am well, I, I'm not you, thrilled. Man. I'm not thrilled with how he looks, but then again, almost nobody looks good in Street Fighter Five. Yeah, and um, I remember being really impressed by it when we first saw it. But yeah. I think you know what I think it is. What I think it really is. Hmm. It's Arc System Works. <laughs> it's their fault. Yeah. No, you're right. It's their fault. You're right. After Guilty Gear and Dragon Ball, everything else looks like shit. Yeah. And it, it also is. I mean, there's something with the way the engine handles hair. It just doesn't look good. Yeah, it looks it's very plastic. Thick and kind of yeah, yeah. Um, so I was just hoping he would get the the purple gi Dan's outfit as one of his outfits. Why? And if that shows up, I'll spend a couple bucks on it, and that'll be my default outfit. So I'm 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 I am honestly, for the first time in a long time, excited to sit down and play a significant amount of Street Fighter Five. Well, that's good. You know what you should do just to throw this out there. Hmm. Maybe just you know, like not not your whole night every night, but maybe just spend a half hour with Street Fighter Five between now and when he comes out, just to like acclimatize yourself, like putting yourself in a diving bell, you know, so you don't get the you don't get the bends. <laughs> well, the, the problem is he comes out on on Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. Tuesday night is going to be nothing but lab time. So when we when we talk on Wednesday, because we're early, oh. we're doing this early this week because because Wednesday is Valentine's Day and. And I didn't want to take up either of these two gentlemen's time on Valentine's Day when no, they clearly had plans. I got stuff to do. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to have any actual match <laughs> you know, like like comments for you next week Wednesday because Tuesday night's going to be nothing but lab time. Yeah, but why would just just to learn them? Yeah, but you know, yeah, you wanna come on? You do a couple matches. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see how different he feels. If, okay. if if it's if it's like putting on an old pair of shoes that just feels comfortable, then yeah, right into ranked. Okay. But if it's kind of like I got him on the wrong foot and I got to figure out how to walk again, then then no, then we'll then then it's gonna be nothing but lab time, nothing but relearning the character. All right. But well, at least yeah. I'm gonna get Bayonetta. Yeah, well, there you go. The only wish I didn't get is I, I wanted electricity to become a command move because oh. they, they changed Chun-Li. Chun-Li's lightning legs used to be a mash, mm-hmm. um, five inputs, and then you'd get it. Now Chun-Li, it's just a fireball motion and kick, and you get the lightning legs. Mm-hmm. They didn't change that. Blanca's electricity is still... Mashing. You have to hit punch five times. Oh, wow. Um, you can piano it, and I would actually slide on it. I would kind of slide back and forth on the buttons. 
like one, two, three, two, three to kind of oh. get it out of there, and it works pretty, pretty, pretty well. I never was fast enough to actually piano the input, um, but I understand why because it's it's so it's a really really good move, and it's so plus on block that if you made it too easy, you'd just get use it all the time. Hmm. So I understand why. So does that mean that he always throws a punch before he starts doing electricity? Not necessarily. You can well you buffer it into it. Oh, okay. So if you're fast enough, you can jab. In, in jab and then combo into the electricity. Okay. And if you're really good, I've seen other people do it where you throw out like a medium kick and then from there you buffer it. So when the medium kick medium kick ends, the electricity comes out afterwards. Oh, okay. I can see that. So, yeah. Or you do it from the air. Or the other way is um, EX ball now kind of goes through and knocks the other character up. Mm-hmm. If you do EX electricity after EX ball, it actually juggles. <laughs> so you can just mash it while you're in the ball and it'll come out when the ball lands. So does, you can hide those inputs. Does V trigger make it easier to pull off electricity, or is it still five button presses? No, still five, still five inputs. Hmm. Okay. So, but I mean, I'm watching people play it online. Or I was watching people play it today, and they seem to be pulling it off without a problem. So it's it's it's. I mean, in general, the windows for getting things done in five are much wider than they were in four. There are no one frame lengths in Street Fighter Five. It's like two, three, four frames, which hmm. is an eternity. And you can double tap, whereas in four, if you double tap something, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't come out. Mm. So the, the that, leniency. Hmm? Is that an effort just to like make it easier to watch? Easier to it's play. an effort to make it easier to play. Oh. It's an effort to, to, to lower the execution barrier for some of the moves. So in, in, in four, a lot of the best stuff for a lot of characters, including Blanca, is, is a one-frame link between moves. means you have one frame to hit this button in one sixtieth of a second to get the button in the right place. The pros could do it fine, but you know anybody below that, me, hello, had a real hard time getting that done. So five, they widened it and they allow you to get it early by kind of double tapping it and it still comes out. So it was an intentional choice to lower the execution barrier and I have no problem with it <laughs> because I'm not that good. Do you think that lowering of the execution barrier has actually done any favors for Street Fighter Five? Um, I don't think that it actually has. Like, I checked it out. I played it literally once. I don't know, because at launch, Street Fighter Fire had so many other issues. Because the lowering of the execution barrier would be for the same people who were missing things that the game was missing at launch. You know, the guys who sit and lab it up for forever, they don't care. They could do the one-frame links, and they don't really care about story mode and all the other single-player content that wasn't there. The people who appreciate... The easier moves or the easier combos. They really care also about all this stuff. Want, it's not yes, there yet. they also. But I mean, it's all there now. I mean, if if Street Fighter Five came out now, as opposed to two years ago, three years I mean, ago, with all the content that it has. Yes, with all of the content. That would be a very different reaction, I think. Oh yeah, it would be take my money and go. Here's my sixty bucks and run with it because it's got all the characters. Not all. It's got more of the characters people want. It's got a lot of single player content. Um, it's more finely balanced. Three seasons in. I mean, I know it's not realistic to ask for that, and I know it had to come out when it did, but if they had let it cook for another 12 months, yeah. or, two, or 24 months, I mean, the Capcom did the same thing with Marvel, and Marvel's sucking it up now. Marvel's not at Evo. So, That's kind of sad. But, it is, but I bet you Disney's involved with that somehow. Yeah. They, they might lose their license, they're saying. Uh, that would not surprise me at all. At hmm. all. If you're Disney, you can just buy just better studios. 
who knows? We could have a, an Arc System Works. We we could have Guilty Gear versus uh, oh, man. Marvel versus Guilty Gear. Fuck yeah! You give you give it to you give it to Arc because like Arc not only does their their key franchises like Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue, and then on the side. They're mm-hmm. doing like three other really, really. They quite did Dragon Ball. They've got that that Blaze Blue cross battle, cross tag right. battle. That's right. They're like the anti platinum. Yeah, like they just keep, they, they they have a huge they have a huge amount of productivity and their quality is always excellent. Well, what they did it, it's it's they had it took forever to get the engine because that's Unreal Four. It took so long to get that engine working for Guilty Gear, but now that it works. Ooh, and now that they know what they're doing, I would love to see just a Marvel fighting game done by Arc System Works. That would be sexy. Oh, yeah. I mean, in, in their own style, just with the, with the 2D, 3D animation stuff, it would be amazing. They would have to tone back a little anime-ish of how it plays and make it a little more, hmm. I don't know. They'd have to make it easier. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fighting game guy. I'm not a Dragon Ball guy, but I'm a little miffed. I'm not a bigger Dragon Ball fan. I would be all over that shit. Well, I saw an article today that apparently it peaked at like 70,000 concurrent users on Steam, Dragon Ball. Uh-huh. And then this week it's already down to like 7,000. It's having some pretty bad connectivity issues yeah. right now. Yeah. Oh. Um, and see, okay, Arc System Works makes great <laughs> games for playing next to somebody. Their lobby systems are stupid. Hmm. I don't understand how something that Capcom got right last generation, no one has gotten right since. Street Fighter 4's lobby system was great. You start a lobby, you start an invite in the game, you join it, it works. It just I bet, worked. I bet it's got something to do with like running those servers is too much money and they all thought they could be cheaper with it. Could be. It, it just because shot the foot. none of them, nothing has been as good as far as ease of online play. Not necessarily speed of online play, but ease of online play. That peak was Street Fighter 4, and it has never gotten there since. What, uh, what I think what would really excite me for a Street Fighter game is to see them do new original 2D sprite animation. They won't do expensive. it. That's right. No, they won't do it. It's, it's really expensive. And it's because it's part of where Street Fighter is making its money now is costumes. And creating mm. a costume for a 3D model is infinitely less expensive than creating a costume... Yeah. For a 2D hand-drawn sprite. That makes sense. Yeah, you're right. It's the same thing with Overwatch. I mean, Overwatch, yeah. you're dropping skins on them that people want. Because it works. I'm not going to say it's easy because it's not easy. But it's a simpler process than having to redraw all this stuff. All those New Year's skins are so busy. They're so busy. <laughs> I don't understand why people like them so much. Like the Widowmaker yeah, they're skin. running out of ideas. No, I think it's just that this is what they do for, this is what they do for Lunar New Year. Is They just go like crazy with it. And I think I'm sure they have new ideas. I'm I'm actually kind of hyped to see what they're going to do for the upper. Uh, was that Uprising last year? Yeah, for Uprising, and then see what again that they do for the anniversary because those are the two that I'm most interested in. Because Uprising is about Overwatch's history, and Anniversary is about well, kind kind of the same thing. Um, so I'm I'll be quite curious to see what we get out of that. Mm. But not expecting anything for Tracer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you shouldn't. It's over. It's done. Get over it. Shut up, McCracken. Yeah, no, no, no. We're, 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 what was it? Moonlight? Yeah, we're moonlighting this. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Moonstruck. There we go. Moonstruck. Yeah, get over it, smack. <laughs> get over it. Doesn't she hit him twice in that scene? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good yep. scene. Yeah. All right. I am, to- I am topped out. <laughs>
I'm tired. All right. I'm sleeping. God, my leg itches. Oh, oh yeah. I... So where did you find that design, by the way? I saw it on a banner. A banner? And I just, just you a took a picture of the banner or something? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I took a picture of the banner. Um, chances to, if you haven't been to my blog, Chances talking to my most recent addition to my body modification. <laughs> oh, man, I just itches. had the worst idea. Or the worst thought. I'm worried that, like, in 10 years, you're going to find out that this is, like, the famous art of a really horrible person or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of Hitler's landscapes. <laughs> and, the, and, and by the way, this is the dragon that he drew when he was five. Does, and it's going to go, oh! Doesn't matter because it is it is my artist's interpretation. Oh, okay. It's not a, it's not a one-for-one match. He took it and reworked it a little bit to fit where I wanted to put it. Oh, okay. And so it's it's his. It's an original. All right. It then. just itches like fuck right now well, because it's healing. Yeah, but that's what tattoos do. But don't worry, it'll scab uh, over soon. No, no, I never scab. I never scab. It'll just peel. Really? Yep. Weird. I have never had an issue where they scab. Hmm. Okay. They just peel. Well, that, that's good luck. That's a good I tattoo, apparently, guys. Apparently I've yeah. got... It's, yeah, it's a good artist and, and my skin's decent for it. So, anyway. All right. Enough about my legs. All right. I could never get enough of those legs. Ooh. No. No, that's why that's why I'm here every week. Leg. They yeah. go all the way up. Mm-hmm. Uh, do a kick line on the way out. <laughs> all right. Alex, I am sorry you have to go back to work tomorrow. I hope you Me survive. too. Hope you have time for Civ. I won't. Chance, oh, thank you for talking. Bayonetta Friday. Bayonetta Friday. Friday. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you in a week. Whatever.